Welcome to Ideal Conditions, a Polygon podcast. From controlling temperature and humidity in buildings and food plants to restoring critical documents like x-rays and rare books, we're here to explore the challenges and solutions for interior climate management and remediation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Ideal Conditions, a podcast brought to you by Polygon. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of the show. Now, on this episode, we're going to be discussing climate control in food processing facilities and why this is a topic of growing importance for food manufacturers. So joining me today is Nick Klein. He's the Director of Client Development at Polygon. Nick, welcome to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, I should say. How are you doing today, man? Doing good, doing good. Glad to be here. Thanks for having us. Absolutely thrilled to have you on, and we're also thrilled to be joined today by Mark Wicker. He's a business development specialist at Polygon. Mark, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us, man. Oh, thank you for having me on. Absolutely. So, Mark, with this being your first podcast, first podcast with us, and first podcast appearance, I wanted to give you the opportunity just to tell the audience a little bit more about yourself, about your role at Polygon, and a little bit more about your expertise. So, I'm going to turn it over to you, Mark. Just uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself. All right. Well, so thanks. My role here at Polygon is the South Region Business Development Specialist for the food processing and industrial facilities based out of our Atlanta office. I've been with Polygon for three years now, and you know my main focus is service-driven and building customer relationships. And how I achieve this is I make myself available to the plant's needs, no matter the time of the day. From past experience, I fully understand the demand of a facility and how lost time can be hurtful to the plant's operations. Prior to Polygon, I worked in the poultry industry, you know, for almost 23 years. In those 23 years, you know, I held various titles such as, you know, maintenance tech, maintenance supervisor, maintenance unit manager, production unit manager, and maintenance superintendent. So, you know, working under these titles allows me to see and understand the process and concerns these these food facilities are facing, you know, when it comes to climate control and monitoring in these facilities. It's great to get Mark your expertise here on the podcast today, along with Nick. And so, guys, let's let's dive in here. Nick, let me kick this to you first. Obviously, one of the things that we've noticed in the market is that demand for processed food is currently on the rise as people really prioritize quick and convenient available food. So what impact is this having on food manufacturers specifically and their facilities? So yeah, what, what we're seeing is that facilities are under more pressure than ever. You know, there, there continues to be increase in population, and that drives the demand for food. So these plants, they're pushed further and further every year to, to get more out of the same space. So, you know, they're, they're going through upgrades, they're going through, they're running longer hours, they're adding equipment, right, infrastructure. So they're, they're doing all of these things to meet what's a greater and greater demand kind of, kind of every year. Mart, how does that, how has this manifest itself for you? Just working, you know, with clients and, and talking a lot to clients and potential clients. How has this added strain on these facilities uh, really manifest itself in, in terms of what you see on a regular basis? Now, for what I've been seeing, the demand in the food processing was on the supply chain. You know, basically depends on reliability of safe operations and optimal performance in these plants. So, you'll see a lot of these food manufacturers or under pressure to re-engineer production facilities to get that greater output. So as a result, you know, the business leaders invest in machines directly linked to increase pounds to get more uh, pounds per man hour and profit like adding chillers, backscalers, and cut up equipment in these facilities. So over time, you know, these machines put a new strain on the existing equipment and supporting infrastructures in the facilities. 
So the equipment like HVAC and the ventilation systems, you know, are going to struggle to help keep up with interior conditions, you know, which could fall below standards in these plants. So any existing problems magnify and, you know, new ones can emerge. So often, you know, the impacts are small and go unnoticed, but, uh, you know, slowly the falling infrastructure hits facilities with hidden cost and long risk, you know, before, uh, you know, a catastrophic event could trigger. So, you know, the food processing facilities, uh, you know, particularly at risk of issues related to poor interior climate and, you know, control, you know, also include in these poultry plants and other meat plants as well, such as beef and pork. Also, you know, your bakeries and, you know, all the way down to your gummy bear manufacturer plants. Well, I know a few of my nephews and nieces that would be devastated if something bad happened at the gummy bear plant. And so uh, <laughs> need to make sure that those stay online, if at all possible. But, you know, you, you brought up a lot of interesting stuff there, Martha, that I think we need to talk about in a little bit more detail. And that is talking about the impact that this added strain has on ancillary equipment like HVAC and ventilation systems, like you were mentioning. And you mentioned small and large impacts, like the small ones that often go unnoticed. What are some of those small impacts? And maybe... Is there a way that people can keep an eye out for, for some of these small impacts so that they could catch problems before they, they start or, or things like that? T tell me a little bit more about what those impacts are. Well, you know, some of the issues some of these plants will, you know, will, will see is, you know, increased temperatures, which also increase humidity and in return. You know, some of these plants will get condensation on the ceilings and overhead structure. So in the end term, you know, it extends your sanitation and cleaning times. And plus also it can delay your facility startup. You know, on top of that, in the meat industry, you know, you could also have elevated CO2 levels or increase of toxic gases like PA and antimicrobial they use in dip tank. You know, and also some of the key impacts, you know, to the business, you know, from these will be unsafe working conditions for the workers, unsanitary conditions for food, like bacteria or mold growth, USDA shutdowns or FDA shutdowns or even line stoppages. And then also the plants can be delayed from starting up. So, Nick, when you hear those sorts of things, those are obviously not things that these facilities are going to be looking for. So how does Polygon approach solving some of these issues that you're seeing, some of these small and large impacts like what, what Mart is laying out that, that you see in these facilities when you start to add the strain that we've been discussing? Yeah, so, so we, we try to act as a value-added partner. We have experience from multiple industries, multiple parts of the country, you know, all this kind of stuff. So... When I come across a facility that's starting to have issues, the first question I ask is, is everything in the plant going right? You know, so we understand that, you know, because of ROI making more sense to add a bird chiller or, you know, a cut up machine or, you know, whatever it is, that's a little bit easier for the plant manager. I'm probably going to get in trouble from a bunch of plant managers saying that it's easy to get them capital, right? But it, it's more straightforward maybe, right? So it's, it's more straightforward for them to get capital for those sorts of things. And then the HVAC, there's not a direct ROI, right? So we can come in, we can help make sure that, okay, are your ventilation fans coming on at the right time? Are you evacuating after washdown until the appropriate time so you can still cool down without getting yourself into trouble? Are those fans working properly? You know, a lot of times we're kind of a, a second set of eyes double checking and helping make sure that we we supplement as necessary and not just supplement for the, suppl for the sake of supplementing. Hmm. So once we make sure everything's doing what it's supposed to that's in the plant, we kind of you know, take, take a look at what's going on, what's happening and say, okay, here's where and how we can add air so that you're getting the right conditions you need without impacting things like clean to dirty and stuff like that. We maintain the plant envelope and get them back up and running. 
Mart, any follow-up on what Nick talked about there, just about the solutions that Polygon provides in, in these sorts of instances? Yeah, you know, I agree with Nick, but you know, one thing I like to do, my first approach also when I visit these plants, I like to go in and listen to the customer, see what the issues they are facing and understand their process. To me, this is important because, you know, each facility is different in their own way and how the process is laid out. So, you know, we would like to come into the facility and evaluate the area of concerns, take the air quality samples and readings in the space that, uh, you know, they have the concerns at, you know, and after reviewing this process, we were able to come up with a good engineer solution to help with any of the climate control issues or monitor the air quality as needed. So one of the big topics of conversation has been the, the collection of, of data and utilizing that to optimize facilities, right? So how important is the real-time data sensing and alerts and that sort of thing that you can provide? And what makes that so valuable uh, for clients, Mark? Can, can you break that down a little bit more for us and, and tell us a little bit more about the data side of things? Yeah, I can also, I can actually give you an example to kind of explain a little bit better if you like. Uh, yeah, I would love that. You know, I've experienced, I have a customer now, you know, they was having extremely high level gas offs from one of their antimicrobial dip tanks. You know, this was causing the plant to have unnecessary line stoppage and having to road em employees out every 15 minutes. So we basically installed an exact air monitor to detect the gas levels and were able to notify the customer via notification when these levels reached out of the limits set by the customer. This helped the customer to take action depending on those set level warnings like turning on the exhaust fans or intake fans to help mitigate those high levels of gases. We were able to help to keep the plants and employees safe and reduce unnecessary downtime and help keep the plants running at peak performance. That's a really excellent example and really goes to show the, the benefits that this can provide. Nick, tell us a little bit more about this from your perspective as well and the importance of real-time data and sensing and alerts for clients especially. Yeah, so I mean, it, you know, everything Mark said is really great examples. Another side of the fence that's maybe more polygon operations driven is having that monitoring allows us to see what's going on, right? Mm -hmm. So we can actually see the failure coming before it's actually happening a lot of times. So we might see that, you know, I'll give an example, the, the reactivation, you know, heaters on a dehumidifier, maybe they're starting to droop a little bit. You know, we see a, a decrease in temperatures on that side and we can reach out to the plane and go, hey, we know you haven't seen it yet, but we've got an issue with the machine. We need to do some maintenance. When's a good time to do that? You know, and they can tell us, oh, we're going to be down on Saturday. Do you think it'll make it that long? We're like, yeah, we're, we're not near a critical failure point yet. We've caught this before. It's going to cause you problems. And then we can go in proactively and take care of the problem before it's a customer problem. You know, so it's, it's customer facing, internal facing. It, it gives us a lot of insight into what's going on. You know, you used an interesting word there, and that, that's the ability to be proactive, right? And I, I think that that's such a, a huge shift for people to be able to be proactive rather than reactive, right? Because reactive means potential downtime and, and potential delays in things, right? And and you're always kind of trying to play catch up after that. But if you're able to be proactive, there's a lot of positivity in that, right? And being able to catch things before they become bigger issues, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, what we were talking about at first, these plants are under more pressure than ever. You know, they're, they're running more feed through through each plant than ever before. So every every minute and every hour is more important than it's ever been. So the, the better job we can do to keep the plant running all the time that they are in production, the better off they are. So yeah, anything we can do to be proactive is, is a bonus to everybody. Mark, do you want to weigh in on that aspect and that ability to be proactive? 
Yeah, just like Nick was saying, it is very important to be proactive because every minute lost can be very hurtful, like I said earlier, to these plants, you know, be catastrophic, you know, especially if they have a gas leak. And, you know, with the monitors, you know, they can monitor, we can see it, or they can be alerted before anybody else knows it, and they can take a proactive approach. So, Absolutely. So what what are some of the impacts for, for workers? I know that you, you maybe mentioned this a little bit beforehand, but what are some of the impacts to workers if these systems begin to fail? And how, how does that create maybe unsafe working conditions? Mark, do you have any insight on that, uh, on what maybe some of the impacts can be there? Well, it's just, it, it would depend on what kind of monitor we're doing. You know, if it mm-hmm. was uh, toxic gas like NH3 or, or something to that nature, you know, once they have, you know, They'll get hit all of a sudden with the smell, and before they know it, you know, they'll they'll feel the effects of anhydrous ammonia leak before they can actually take response, I guess. So it's very important that the plants have monitoring in place, like I said, we you know, to take that proactive approach. That way it can save some unnecessary downtime and help save potential lives, you know, if something was to be that bad of a leak. So hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, Mark, you, you shared an, a, an example with us a moment ago just of the benefits that, that the real-time data and the sensing and the alerts can help provide for clients. Do you have any other stories that you could share with us like that, success stories of how this can be so beneficial for your customers and for your clients? Well, you know, I have another good example. You know, a plant was having some condensation issues and they was having to pay a lot of extra hours for plant overtime and sanitation to help clean the condensation off the ceiling, you know, and re-clean the machineries prior to startup. So this delayed the startup when the plant couldn't start up. On time, this pushed production sometimes into a six-day work week, which naturally, you know, that's uh, less pounds for the hours they had to produce it. So their profits are really low. So what I've done, I went into this facility, you know, watched the sanitation process from start to finish so I can understand the problems they were facing. And, you know, and I watched that production be delayed that next morning from unnecessary humidity buildup from sanitation in the space, you know, which was causing the delays. So we were able to engineer a solution based off the, the data I collected. Not only it helped save with overtime and delayed uh, startups, but we were able to also get sanitation where they could release the plant for pre-op three hours early. So we kind of killed two birds with one stone there, you know. We initially went in there for a humidity problem because they was late starting up, and the Amersert were also helped on cost because they were having so much overtime involved. Nick, what about you? Do you, do you have any stories of uh, of success for clients um, that that you can share with us? Just about how this this really does bring about more successful results in that proactivity we talked about. Do you have anything like that that you can share with us? Sure. Yeah. There's there's a plant I was working with. It was a poultry processing plant about two years ago. And the initial call was they were having trouble coming out of sanitation. They were having condensation issues that were delaying them every day. So we came in, started talking to them. Like Mark said, we always try to, the first step is listen, right? What's going on? Don't let me tell you. You tell me, you know, you've been here for for forever. And I started to hear things well beyond the condensation issue. It was like, well, okay, yeah, so we're getting delayed, but we're also having trouble with temperature during processing. You know, we've, we've increased production and all this sort of stuff. And the HVAC is having trouble keeping up. So we're, we're creeping up in temperature during the day, and that's kind of an issue too. And then we're, we're walking through the plant doing a tour, and you know, we walked past the, the bird chillers, and, and they were like, yeah, we have a PAA issue here. Like, it, it gets pretty bad. You can you, you could smell it. It was it was pretty apparent, you know. That, that's kind of an issue too, I guess. And they had CO2 issues over in another part of the plant. So we, we went down and 
kind of walked through the plant and, and talked about everything. And, you know, the interesting thing was, I said, I said, look, guys, these are all really tied together. The temperature issue is driving a condensation problem. PAA is a volatile chemical, which means that it, it wants to transition from a liquid to a gas. And when it's a gas is when it's a problem for the workers. And being a volatile, the warmer the temperature, the faster it turns into a gas. So the temperature problem is making your PAA problem worse. And it's a similar story with the, the CO2. You know, CO2 will sublimate, which is when it goes from a solid directly into a gas. And that happens exponentially faster with temperature as well. So I said, look, step one is let's get your temperatures under control and let's get your humidity under control. And I said, believe it or not, your PAA and your CO2 problems, they're going to be a whole lot better. So I don't know exactly how much, but let's solve these two problems first and then reevaluate, you know. So we did that and we, we reconvened and believe it or not, the CO2 and the PAA were better enough just from doing those two things that they didn't have to do anything else. So it's amazing how all these things really tie together and we're able to come in a lot of times and, and kind of partner up and have the full conversation, you know, not just truncate into one thing, but say, okay, what's the whole picture here? If we do one more thing, does that solve three more problems for you? It's fun to have those, those engagements with, with clients. Absolutely. And that's that's really where the experience and the expertise that the two of you have really, you know, comes to the forefront, right? It is that you're able to have those conversations because you have an in-depth knowledge of how these systems work and how these facilities work and how they need to work in order to function properly. And so that really does uh, shine through in uh, in your answer there as well. So guys, as we begin to wrap up this episode of the podcast, it's been a fantastic conversation. I've really, get, I've really enjoyed getting to hear a little bit more about this from the two of you. I'd love to give each of you the opportunity just to give us any closing thoughts that you have either something we haven't touched on yet, or even just a closing statement or something that you want listeners to walk away with after they listen to this episode. So Nick, let me kick it to you first. Uh, any closing thoughts, anything you want to leave our listeners with here today? Um, sure. I guess I, the, the closing thought I would have is, you know, this is about you, you know? So if you have an issue, a concern, you know, we're, we're here to listen and try to try to solve that problem. So, you know, I, I know we find from plant to plant, there's, there's different goals, there's different things they want to do. What was right in one plant isn't necessarily right for the other one. So we can we can transfer the knowledge and that kind of stuff. But, you know, we, we like to work with you to to meet your goals um, and not try to meet our own. So, so I think that that's the thought I would have to, to put a bow on things. Hmm. Absolutely. And Mart, any uh, any final thoughts on your end as well? Yeah, you know, here, what I like to say, Polygon, we strive and pride ourselves and, you know, making safety a number one priority, not only for our company, but, you know, for our customers as well that we work with. So, you know, we're working with each customer hands-on. You know, we will be able to come up with the best uh, engineer solution that best caters to each individual's plant's needs for uh, them to be successful and to reach their peak performance. Excellent stuff. And for more information, if you've heard these guys talking and you want to reach out and ask questions, learn a little bit more about Polygon, you can head to polygongroup.us. Polygongroup.us is the website where you can do that. Nick Klein, Mark Wicker, guys, thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast today and sharing a little bit more just about climate control in food processing facilities and how these facilities can help meet that rising demand in a way that keeps their workers safe and keeps their facilities running at top notch speed. So Nick and Mark, thank you again for joining us here today. Oh, thank you for having me. Thanks for having me. 
Absolutely. And everyone, thank you for tuning into another episode of Ideal Conditions, a podcast from Polygon. Make sure to go to that website to learn more and also subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to stay up to date with the latest insights from experts like what you heard today from Nick and Martin. Stay tuned. We'll be back soon with new episodes of the show. But for this one, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks for joining us.